and welcome, creeps, to another episode of <gasps> Brain Stew. Brain Stew. You asked for it, so we're going to give it to you. Last week, we counted down our top five favorite horror movies of 2021, and you said you wanted more. So this week, top five most anticipated horror movies of 2022. I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Brady. Oh, look at that. See how nice that bratty. sounded? Yeah. Look at that. Bratty. Yeah. Just right in there. It flowed like a fucking butterfly in the air in spring, baby. But yeah, we're here and guys, what the fuck is going on? How are you? Just hanging fucking in, man. Great. Just uh, been watching watching some, some Yellowstone. To be honest with you, I'd like to say that I've been watching a lot of really cool horror shit, but uh, I just got all the way caught up on Yellowstone, and I binge-watched all of Cobra Kai Season 4 in one day. I'm ashamed of myself. You shouldn't be. I'm hearing great things. Uh, It it was fucking awesome. Our boy Pete over at Cobra Kai Companion, he's been doing that podcast for, actually, since before Cobra Kai even came out, and uh, he's been trying to hound me to watch that show forever, and I have not watched a single episode i feel terrible about myself but i think one of these days i need to watch it dude it it shouldn't work and it shouldn't be as good as it right? is right but it That's is heard. It's so weird man like if like if you if you look at that show and you're like oh and then this person comes into the fold and then this person and this is what it's like on paper like it probably i don't know like i think that i before seeing it i would have been like this is going to be goofy and cheesy as fuck and it's not dude it like it all works really well and it's it's really fun. Like that's the best thing that I can say is it's 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 super fun. Well, that's fantastic, Brady. What what have you been watching? You're always watching something. Yeah. Uh, well, I've also been watching Yellowstone. Not quite look at you up. trying to copy your papa there, yep. just like Daddy. Got to the game a little late. I'm sitting here drinking some uh, Coors Banquet, like I'm Rip Wheeler in the bunkhouse. You know. Um, also been watching Dexter. Oh, dude, I've been watching that too. Yeah, it's oh, so good. Oh, so good. I'm all caught up. I'm waiting. The I think the series finale is this Sunday, so I'm uh, so anxious good. to see what's going to happen. I've also been binge watching Yellow Jackets on Showtime. You guys hear Keep about quiet. that one? It's Keep about, quiet. I've 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 heard about wanna, it. I'm not going to spoil I've heard anything, it's good. It's, I've it's heard so really many great good. things about it. I can't wait. Christina Ricci's in it, among many others. Oh yep. shit! Yep. So uh, believe me. I mean, when my boy Dinosaur Dracula says something is hype and it's legit, I'm going to pay attention to it. But uh, haven't had the opportunity. It's on my list though. Um, I've been watching a lot of drama movies, which is funny since this is a horror yeah. podcast. But uh, yeah, be, I mean, being the Ricardos, uh, I watched Don't Look oh, was Up. Was that good? Uh, I watched the. I can't get over. I can't get over Javier Bardem's humongous fucking face, though. Like, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, <laughs> why did they cast him? He sounds in that great. Role? He, you know, honestly, when it comes to like biopics, for me at least, I stopped caring about if they look like the actual person. Like. 20 years ago if the core of who the person is is there and you know they sound like them they act like them i'm good with that and he really did a great job the movie itself is whatever i'm not gonna even get i'm not even gonna begin to listen to that listen to this guy he's got jokes uh i'm not even gonna begin to discuss that stuff on this segment but no i mean i've been watching a lot of that stuff i mean there hasn't been anything huge horror wise to come out in a while i did however watch a movie um, that I had never seen before. And apparently, uh, it, it, uh, someone said it inspired Freaky uh, from a few years ago. 
Jeremy, you've probably seen it. You probably own the old DVD, but Cherry Falls from 2000. I had never seen it and picked it up on Blu-ray with Brittany Murphy, among many other people. Michael fucking Bean from Aliens and the Terminator. Have you seen that one? Mm. Dude, I, I have. What's funny is that that was a movie that when it came out, I wanted to watch it so bad because I heard great things yeah. about it. And then I just carried on living my life and I forgot so about it. you've never seen it then? I've never oh, seen it, dude. Shit. I. As you just said that, I, I pulled. I have a uh, movies to watch note on my iPhone. Right, don't we all? And so anytime, yeah. So anytime somebody's like, "Oh, this movie's great," I'm like, "I'm adding you to the fucking list." Which, speaking of, you know, we had we had Gerald from Two Two Peas on a podcast uh, on last That's week. That's right, yeah. And uh, he mentioned that uh, was it in his top five that Megan Fox movie was that in his top yeah. five or was it an honorable mention? I'm pretty okay. sure it was. Um, yeah, I think it was if, in if his it's top not, he'll five. come and lynch me afterward, but. <laughs> um, but he he had mentioned to watch Till Death, yeah, which yeah. is a Megan Fox like straight to DVD type movie because she's become like it's kind of fitting that her and Bruce Willis have done some straight to DVD movies together because like she's becoming a straight to DVD like mainstay, um, which is strange considering she's dating like the most popular pop rock star in the entire fucking world right now. But apparently, according to you, he's also doing shit like that. Cause he's doing Westerns with Sam Worthington and shit. So. Dude. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he's like in all of these movies, like he was in, um, so what I was getting at is that, so like I watched till death with Megan Fox. Right. And it was a shit ton of fun. Gerald was absolutely right. Like I shared it on my Facebook. Cause I was like, fuck, I love this movie. Like people should watch this movie. It's great. It's a good time. Um, so then right when I got done with it, the very next day I was like, man, I want to watch more Megan Fox movies. So I watched Midnight in the Switchgrass, which, uh, also stars Bruce Willis. And I say stars, he filmed for one day, but they've like staggered all of his scenes like throughout the movie. So it feels like he, he was on the poster. He's of course he is. Cause they paid his million dollars for one day, I'm sure. And so they staggered. His his character that is right. Is, isn't it his one million dollars a day? Isn't that what he requested I think, yeah. for Expendables yep. three or whatever? Yep. And they turned him his, down. His his fee, from what I read, is a million dollars a day. So, uh, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, or as my friends call him, Machine Gun Kevin. Um, so he was also in Midnight in the Switchgrass, but so was uh, Sistine Stallone. Yeah, I Sylvester saw Stallone's that, yeah. daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's, dude. So I, I looked at that IMDb and. Uh, Emil Hirsch is also in it, and he was fucking fantastic in it. But like, I like him. It, it, yeah. He's he's one of my like one of my favorite people, like um, modern actors or whatever. Like him and Anton Yelchin, for the longest time, were my yeah. shit. And then you know, R.I.P. Anton. But uh, so I watched that movie, and I, I was surprised that like people just shit on it, dude. It's got like a f- like four out of ten stars dude, on it's on like IMDb. it's, it's twenty seven percent on metacritic and i think it's like four percent rotten or some shit so when you sent it to me i was like i remember seeing the poster and i looked it up and i was like oh damn but it's always one of those interesting things when i see those kinds of numbers and someone tells me that they liked it i feel like so engaged and ready to watch it because it means there's something in there that they found that was of quality and like i watched last night i watched the protege it's the movie with uh, maggie q and michael keaton the samuel l jackson it's like yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like a spy thriller action john wick type movie fucking blast dude fantastic action it got like no uh praise when it was in the theaters no one was really talking about it you know it was directed by the director of casino royale one of the best james bond movies i checked that shit out and michael keaton still a fucking beast 
Keaton gives beatings, motherfucker. Hashtag that shit. Right now, he's so ready to be Batman again, but we're getting off on a tangent. Seriously, this is a horror show. I promise you. If you're listening right now and it's your first time, it, we're, we're catching up. Nothing Has well, anything I, horror come out lately? I, well, I, I will say Midnight in the Switchgrass is about, it's a, it's based off a true story, which is about a serial killer. So that's, there's horror nodes horror, in that. Yeah, yeah the, it was the truck stop killer that allegedly ah. killed like 50 women over like mm. 15 years. So yeah, pretty, pretty wild shit. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, fucking horror. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, blood, guts, and zombies and shit, and people getting their heads cut off. That's what we're here to talk about. Bing bong! Hell fucking Bing bong! Uh, So, yeah, that's where we're at, baby. But I'm super excited because we are, like, upon the recording of this episode, we're, like, a week and a half from, from the release of Scream, which is probably the biggest horror movie of the entire year in terms of hype, marketing, it's the return of one of the biggest horror franchises of all time. The question on everybody's minds right now, you know, they just, Sony just moved Morbius from January 28th to April 1st. <laughs> if that's an April Fool's joke, uh, that must be so on the nose. <laughs> but guys, what do you think about the idea that, you know, studios and theaters may be, you know, lowering things down again and maybe postponing movies due to the new covid variant i mean dude my my opinion is that this thing it's gonna keep mutating and all this shit because we've got all you know not to get all political and shit we've got a lot of unvaccinated people that which is like what keeps happening and keeps prolonging things ever getting back to a new normal so i don't know man i'm, I'm bummed because i feel like you can shut everything down again but this the problem is still gonna be here so like for me it's like dude i'm at the point now where it's like if you want to go to the fucking movies go to the, go to the movies, movies. If, yeah. if you want to go to a horror convention, if they're having one, go to the fucking horror convention. You know, at this yeah. point, it is what it is, and that's where we are with life. So I'm, I'm, I'm bumming that, that things are starting to, you know, go backwards. Yeah, I think, though, like, too, you got to take into account, like, I think filmmakers and studios need to really start leaning into that video on demand. I mean, I know a lot of people complain about it and say it's not the same as a theater and, like, or on a movie podcast, so yeah, we know it's not the same as a theater, but, you know, Justin, we were talking about it before this episode, Halloween Kills, released on Peacock, and it still made a shit ton of money. Yeah, it made 50 million, the, I think it's opening weekend or whatever, which, you know, wasn't the same numbers that the 2018 film made, but still in a pandemic for a horror movie? Huge. Yeah. With very little marketing. So, I mean, I would much rather them come out and say, hey, we're going to release Scream on whatever streaming service while we also release it in theaters. Well, it would be Paramount Plus, release. which you're, you're a member of, apparently, right? I am. So, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big gold There you go. So you would, you would get <laughs> yeah. it, or it could be like an additional fee. Honestly, I know a lot of fans that will pay the $20 fee sure. for them and their family or them and, you know, their girlfriend, let me, whatever. Let me to, talk about this for a, a, a group of friends, <clears throat> watch it. Go ahead. Because I paid, there was a movie that came out maybe two years ago and went to Amazon Prime. $20 rental fee. This is the only movie that I've paid $20 for at home to watch. Can you guess which movie it was? Ding, 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 ding. Kevin Bacon was in it. Oh, shit. Was it, oh, the, was it the movie where he's like... Top a- Car? 
No, it was not Cop Car. That was on Netflix. That was, this was, that was the, like you should have left three by years now. ago, four years ago. Uh, Holy fuck, that was. It before. was that stupid fucking movie where he was like in a in haunted house. house. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, there was trailers for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and I, I was wasted twenty dollars on that movie. Come on, we and at the end we of can't it, not I was know like, the name of Brady. Can I text Amazon and be like, hey, I didn't mean to rent this. I I love Kevin. I love Kevin Bacon, and that just looked like dude the CGI. The CGI was so fucking bad in that, dude. I. I, I helped you meet Kevin Bacon, Justin. Yes, you, 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 you yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you did. It was, it was yeah. Yeah, well, well, maybe another time we'll, we'll we'll talk about that story. Yeah, yeah. But there it is. But yeah, so I'm 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 definitely on board if they were to release Scream on a streaming service instead of pushing it back six months because I, I want to see it now. There's been way too much hype. My tickets are bought. I need them to do something where they're like, all right, anybody who's bought a ticket gets the special screening, whatever, we'll send it to you a link. I, I don't know how they can do it, but I they can't extend it anymore, man. Yeah. Morbius, I get it. That movie looks like shit. I don't want to see oh, it shut anyways, up. Michael Keaton's like, in that movie. Who cares? <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Who cares I, like, if I can say a movie looks like shit without saying Michael Keaton Who looks cares like if shit? Jared Leto's in it as a weird-looking vampire? The, the character of Morbius is great, but this is the bottom of the fucking bin in terms of Spider-Man characters that Sony can use, and they're like... Hey, he failed as the Joker. Uh, he was really terrible in House of Gucci, which obviously he made after. But let's make him a vampire. Whatever. He's a great actor. He's very hit or miss. I mean, he's an Academy Award winning yeah. actor. I'm still going to see it. It may be cool. You know, he may bite some people's necks. And no, it, no. Hey, I've never seen it, so I don't know. But they, they moved that for a lot of reasons. Uh, one being the COVID variant. Andrew Garfield's cameo. Number two. <laughs> they also don't want to. That's true. That's possible. I mean, you see in the trailer, you see Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man on the wall yeah. in the trailer. But also they don't want to compete with themselves right now. Spider-Man No Way Home is still making bank. It just passed the dark night in terms of the biggest movie ever. So yeah. that movie's going to keep making money. So people will still oh, yeah. keep coming out to watch that. But I mean, in the end, getting back to Scream... Yes, you should be offering an option for people that don't feel comfortable going into the theaters. You'll still make money, especially with a $20 price tag. It's fucking scream. I mean, Nev Campbell and David Arquette were on Good Morning America this morning. That's fucking, thinking as a horror fan, that's so fucking huge. That almost never happens where two huge actors from a horror franchise are on Good Morning America. Do you well, know why Courtney Cox, do you know why Courtney Cox wasn't on uh, there with them? I, I'm sure you're going to tell me the behind the scenes. Her her scary ass fucking plastic surgery face. Oh. They just couldn't allow it. They couldn't allow it, dude. No yeah, way. Yeah, you can't do that on broadcast. No dude. way. Dude. No. Her no. fish plastic surgery face oh. was just too much for Good Morning America, bro. That's that's disrespectful. A lot of people are, but, tr- but true. people are gonna come at you so fucking hard, and I can't wait for them to. Come on. And I'm not going to. What are you waiting for? I'm, I'm not gonna defend you. I'm gonna say he said it. And listen, I I never defend her bangs in Scream Three. I, I was the first person to create the meme about the bangs, and no one paid attention to the meme. But now everyone's talking about it. So. They should be paying attention to me because of my meme from five years ago. But yeah, the bangs are the worst. Listen, when I'm that old, I'll probably put a bunch of shit in my face too, so I could feel young. I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like she should have just like gone for Botox. I don't. I oh, don't know. she did. I mean, watch Scream Four, baby. I mean, she's great in it, but watch Scream Four. Look at look at Brady. He's pondering the thought. I'm trying to think, look how like, much deep thought like he's putting into the fact that <laughs> Courtney Cox has had so much plastic surgery. I love her. 
And she looked great in the Friends reunion. She really did. But it might have yeah. been lighting. It might have been the camera. They may have CG'd her face like they do Tom Cruise. <laughs> you, you know they do it. They do it. They, they, yeah. He looks a little old. It's a little rough. I did notice, though, um, it looks like David Arquette definitely put some weight on for the role of Dewey. Well, as of today, if you looked at his Instagram, he's back to his wrestling shape because he took a workout picture yeah. this morning before he did Good Morning America, and he's back mm-hmm. to really lean, muscular. So I'm. Well, I was going to say, he showed up. We were watching the CNN uh, New Year's Eve special with Andy He showed Cohen up as Bozo the Clown! But yeah, he, he showed up, and I was like, damn, he's like really Dude, mean right now. was that not the best thing ever that he showed up on like a huge news station, right? As David Arquette, yeah. but dressed as Bozo the Clown. And he has a huge movie coming out the next month. And he's not even talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even mention it. He, you said he, he was, was being mean? He, he was being mean? Who was being mean? He wasn't being mean. Oh, I thought mean. you said that David Arquette was being was mean. Was he? I, he didn't say, no, I said he was, he was lean. lean. Oh, lean. He was dressed up as Bozo the Clown. Okay. And it's so cool because you know he's sober now. So when he's doing this, you know that he's like totally just out of his mind, David Arquette. But people were snapping photos of him there at Times Square on New Year's Eve because he was standing in front of all the gigantic digital screen billboards. I mean, just seeing that as a fan, that's why I'm, I'm just so fucking excited. And I hope that, you know, COVID sucks, dude. It really does. It's the worst thing ever. But I really don't want it to ruin the experience of the return to one of the best horror franchises ever. All these fans are so excited. The build up, the marketing has been perfect. So well, we'll get into that when we get into our review. Uh, we have Dude, real, yeah. real, real. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll save it. I'll save it for the review. Oh, Never mind. Uh, hey, man, say what you will. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll oh, save. Oh, I'll right. save it. For I mean, the we review. have a very special guest for that episode, so we're very, very excited. But we may have another scream-oriented episode before that. Before we get there, who knows what's going to happen? But we are going to, ladies and gentlemen, take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be counting down our top five. <clears throat> Most anticipated horror movies of 2022. Yes, stop posting that meme that 2022 is like saying 2020 and two after it. It's not funny. That shit sucked the moment you posted it. Get rid of it. 100%. Burn it. We'll be right back. Hey, Dumpster Dwellers and future Dumpster Dwellers, I'm Joe. I'm Sean. And I'm Connor, Connor the Skeleton. And we'll be your guides through the movie dumpster a comedy-based movie review podcast with its own cinematic universe. Each week, we go knee-deep through cinema's trash heap to dig out the best forgotten gems, Hollywood stinkers, and out-there oddities. We're talking horror, sci-fi, action, and everything in between. And of course, it's all connected. Tune in for insightful and comedic deep-dive reviews, bad accents, and more dirty jokes than your mother's ass can fit house elves. Head over to moviedumpsterpodcast.com to listen on your favorite podcast app. Visit our store and pick up some non-committal swag and sign up for our Patreon to get behind-the-scenes previews, commentary tracks, live watch-alongs, and other exclusive content. Welcome Welcome to to the dumpster. Dumpster! Coors Banquet? Bing bong! Fuck your life! Drink that whole right now, entire yep, beer Right now he's down. He's chugging a beer. It shouldn't be hard. Coors Banquet is like dog <gasps> piss. Bottom. There it is. Oh my gosh. Oh shit. There it is. Look at him. Look at him. Now look that at wasn't him. too bad. I feel, like a, I feel like I belong on a Montana ranch right now. Alright, drink another one right now. I can't do that right One now. more. Do, it. do you have another one? Let's do, do it now. Of course I do. Do it. All right, here we go. You're a young man. Oh, here it goes. Oh. 
Holy shit. Mm. Don't puke on your new microphone. <laughs> He's ready now. Oh, God. Oh, that sounded like you came up. Oh. <laughs> that was Bing just a bong. bunch of foam. That was just a bunch of foam. Okay. Fuck I you. I mean, they are. <laughs> Bing bong. They are tiny little bottles, but I mean, you're young. You're Listen, you're in a show yeah, with two much older men. Okay, they're not bad, man. For course, for course, I always I, thought I asked Danielle about them, and she, she was beer. the queen of shitty beer, and she said those sucked. So I'll have to taste. Course banquet ain't bad though. I'll man. have to taste one. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's shit beer for sure, but <laughs> fuck it. We're, we're we're back with this shit. Brady, what are we doing? What are we? Those two beers. How do you feel? What are we doing tonight? I'm feeling fucking great. We're <laughs> counting down our top five. Most anticipated horror movies of 2022. I was waiting to see if you would say 2002. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. Should I, should I go to my, you know, my 20 year anniversary for my high school? I don't know. If that's, a, that's a thing. I'm, dude, mine's. I'm not going to go to mine. Mine's next year. Fuck, I'm old, dude. I kind of want to go because I know that. I still look identical to what I looked like back then. You're like, I look good and I got a full head of hair, bitches. Well, I do. And it's so it, it's green as fuck. And I still look exactly the same. But they're all going to call me by my old nickname, Twitch, which is what everyone called me back then. Because I was the freak kid. kind of cool. I painted nice. my face in the school bathroom for attention and people liked it. I mean... Twitch is pretty big now, you know? Well, you could be a Twitch streamer. Uh, well, again, the nickname came from someone that... I don't even remember who. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's got to be better than whatever is going to be my like 10th anniversary reunion, whatever the shit it is, because that's a Mennonite school and I was the only one to graduate that year. So they're like, wait a minute, you got electricity? <laughs> oh what? My God. Why well, don't we all sit around then. in a circle and jack each other off? <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Open up your Bibles. Randy's like, who told you about that? <laughs> they said it would never leave the circle. Well, we're, we're going to start with the youngest here and go to the oldest, which Brady is the youngest. I am the oldest. So we'll go to you, God, Brady, damn. with your number five most anticipated horror movie of 2022. Right. Number five most anticipated horror movie of 2022. That's what I said. So, That's what I said. For me, this one, this list became a little harder than I thought it was going to be. But over quarantine, I was looking for a bunch of movies to watch. So I was texting Justin and Jeremy all the time. You guys remember it? I was like, I need something to watch. I need something to watch. I found one on my own called Terrifier. And that shit was insane. And I hate clowns. So that was that was a, a little bit to get through. But I'm really fucking excited for Terrifier 2. Art the Clown's coming back. The trailer looks awesome. It seems to be that it's picking up right after the first one. I mean, we even got Felissa Rose in that shit. So I am really excited for Terrifier 2. I, um, I, I did not expect to hear Terrifier 2 on any list on this podcast. Oh, you better, so that's, you better continue to be surprised, Jeremy. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they say that it's going to be a more character-driven movie. 
Um, I'm cool with that. I, I just want the bloody kills. I want Art the Clown acting a fool. I, I just, I want it all. You Dude, want- I've, I've, seen, I've seen him do karaoke before. He's, Art the Clown? Yeah, he's pretty good, man. Yeah, I, uh, I went in 2019 going into 2020, I went to Pop Rock and Horror, which is a convention run by my buddy Scott that he did a New Year's Eve event. It was called uh, New Year's Evil, Pop Rock and New Year's Evil. And he had Felissa Rose, um, Jennifer Banco, hmm. and uh, David Howard Thornton. That's right. Uh, who you plays Art? That's who right. plays Art? The, yeah, I was like, I was like, fuck. Am I gonna say no, his name right? right? Um, yeah. yeah, who plays Art the Clown and Terrifier and Terrifier Two? And dude, he he did karaoke, and I just remember like being like, wow, that was actually pretty fucking good. He did did really well. So yeah, I mean, dude. Terrifier had one of the most brutal on-screen kills that I think that Split horror genre has seen. Split down the middle. Yeah, dude, fire. that was brutal as fuck. Um, loved it, and I think the the chick that got split down the middle is uh, uh, she was the blonde chick from uh, Return to Return to Nukem High, which is a Ooh. trauma masterpiece. If you haven't seen it, oh my um, god. But yeah, yeah, it uh, that movie was brutal as fuck. Uh. I'm I'm interested to see where they go with the second one, Brady, because the first one was just like, all right, we're giving you this horror character that we're hoping to turn into a horror icon, and he's gonna go around fucking killing people in horrific, brutal ways, and it it definitely worked on that level for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. Everything I've read about it, the trailers, it seems like it's gonna take on that same like just random approach where he just finds. A group of people, and it's like, well, I mean, what I read, I don't want to. I mean, I'm no, not we're not going to spoil anything. It's he follows a brother and sister, like he finds them, Wait. and he begins tormenting them. So it it seems again like it's just going to be completely random, and he'll just fuck a bunch of people up. Sounds great to me, Jeremy. You're number five, my friend. So, uh-huh. when when we were tasked with coming up with a top five for this year. I didn't know anything about this film at all because um, I did, you know, what horror movies are coming out. I, I Google searched the fuck out of that. Right. And I saw this movie and, and with the cast and the premise, uh, immediately I was I was in and it, beca- it immediately became my number five for 2022. Don't worry, darling. You bitch. Star- oh, motherfucker. Holy shit. I expected no you one to mention this. Oh, shit. Yep. Just mention yep. It. Yep. Oh, my God. So, Flor- Florence Pugh from Midsummer fame. Um, and Harry Styles, you know, boy band guy, star in this film that's directed by Olivia Wilde. And so, after watching the trailer and reading the premise that it's about, you know, it takes place in the 1950s. Yeah. And Maybe. it's about a, a married couple that live in this this new community that's apparently, you know, it's this new type of lifestyle community thing. A she very starts to realize company and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, she she starts to realize that the company that her husband works for is maybe up to some dubious no things. Good. So No, you say? Yeah, so immediately after watching the trailer and the premise, I was like, I am 100% in for this. I, I love, this looks like it's going to be a slow burn mm-hmm. horror film, and that's my one of my favorite kind of horror films, so I'm immediately on, on board for this. But what's, what was interesting to me is that before Harry Styles was cast, 
Shia LaBeouf was cast in the husband role, and he even, you know, so much as went to pre-production, and I guess he gave the casting crew so much hell, and he was such a nightmare to work with, and he had really terrible on-set behavior that they fired him. So Shia LaBeouf yeah. was fired from this movie. I did hear about that, actually. I remember hearing about that, yeah. Olivia Wilde, like, after everything came out where one of his ex-girlfriends said that he did some pretty, like, horrible things to her, Olivia Wilde came out and was like, yeah, I cut him off my movie because he was... Just it's a shame, too, because head. he kind of had a resurgence, and rightly so, because he's a fantastic actor. He's amazing. I mean, he just has yeah. a lot of personal problems. I think a lot of this stuff stems from his relationship with the past ex-girlfriend in which she said she was abused. And in this world, in this day and age, we get a lot of these things that pop up where, you know, there's marital issues or relationship issues, and they kind of put people off from being in movies, so... Yeah, that's the reality. But this movie, I'm sure I'll be mentioning much later in this episode. Jeremy, mm-hmm. fantastic Dude. choice. Yeah, Shocked thanks. that you put it on there. But, yeah, good choice. Um, seriously. Before, before we move on, before well, we move on, I, you know, mentioning Shia LaBeouf. Anytime Shia LaBeouf comes up in conversation, I always have to tell people <laughs> that he's he's just such a strange human being that uh, one time he was interviewed in Playboy and they said what is your idea of a perfect woman? And he said his mother. And so they like, they asked to clarify that. And he said, and he literally said, I think my mother is sexy. And if, if we weren't related, I would be with my mom. And it was one of the strangest. It was was one of the strangest interviews I've ever seen to where I was like, well, that is really fucking creepy. So that just shows you like the psyche of Shia LaBeouf is um, not a very, stable person but he's a brilliant fucking actor so here's he to hoping to fuck his mom that's all he just wants to fuck his mom <laughs> so <laughs> i think that was an episode of even Stevens, Ooh. Right? Ooh. it's that disney upbringing my number five Brady already said so well terrifier two yeah wow. you heard it here first that's Damn. right boom and Actually, what I found interesting is there's no set release date for this. It was originally supposed to be released last year, but Damien yeah. Leone's follow-up to his 2016 breakout indie slasher hit, this movie landed so fucking hard in the, in the community of horror fans that, Jeremy, rightly so, these people are doing conventions, making tons of money. The Art the Clown merchandise is huge, all because they did a very quick slight throwback properly which again it's not that hard to do when i watched it 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 felt like it was the most legitimate throwback that i had seen in a long time very simple the film's not perfect it's actually very far from it but what landed was the kills the suspense and the tone it was so mean-spirited so brutal and the effects were fantastic and they did create a new horror icon. We haven't had one of those in a long fucking time. It's it's this thing now where people are scared to try, but they did, and they nailed it. And Art the Clown is a horror icon now. There's action figures, masks by Trick or Treat Studios. I mean, it's huge. I love Terrifier. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it next. I think it's great to see that they were offered, actually, a number of deals by semi-larger studios to do the movie a little toned down. And apparently they were like, 
fuck you. We're doing it independently. We're doing it fan funded. We're going to make this thing just like the first movie. And that leaves a lot of integrity to the filmmakers because they know they can make the movie they really want to make without any interference at all. I did say many years ago, I would have loved to have seen like a Blumhouse or someone, you know, snatch this up and make a bigger budget version because I do think more people should be paying attention to this. Mean-spirited slashers are a thing of the past. Bring it back. Halloween kills. Get the fuck out of here. You're not even <laughs> you're not even the conversation, bitch. I'm just saying it has the spirit of those old my bloody valentines, of those old prom mm. nights, of those maniacs that we all love so near and dear to our hearts. That's my number five. So oh, yeah. on to you, Great Brady, pick. for y'all. And number four. So number four for me was supposed to come out in 2021, but got pushed back until September of 2022. Um, it is based on a, a great book by Norman Partridge, and it's called Dark Harvest. You guys heard about this? <sighs> no, no, I way. haven't. So enlighten me. Our, our entire en- enlighten me. Our list gonna enlighten enlighten you enlighten me. <laughs> enlighten my PPE. Enlighten it. Uh, Brady, right. seriously, so our, basically, our, our lists are going to be the exact same fucking thing, apparently. And they, is this all right? Well, we'll get to oh, it. God. Basically, <laughs> every fall in a small midwestern town, a supernatural specter named Sawtooth Jack arises from the cornfields and approaches the town's church, where violent gangs of teenage boys hungrily await their chance to confront the legendary nightmare in an annual harvest rite of life and death. Richie Shepard lives in the shadow of his big brother who won last year's October prize to get his ticket out of town. And to prove himself, he joins his brother. Or to prove himself and join his brother, Richie pairs up with restless dreamer Kelly, who will do whatever it takes to escape this dead-end town. Against the rules and odds, Richie and Kelly decide to hunt down the legendary nightmare to win the run and their freedom together. I mean, how fucking cool is It sounds so fucking amazing, dude. This sounds so amazing. And I'm so shocked as we prepared for this episode that I had not heard of this. David Slade did 30 Days of Night. He also did a Twilight Mm -hmm. movie. But 30 Days of Night is very impressive visually and also in terms of content and tone and gore. It's probably one of the goriest. Well, he did did Hard Candy, too. He did. That's that's correct. And Hard Candy is a very tense thriller. Um, Yeah. He's obviously been in the backseat for a while, but I, I thought no one would pay attention to this movie. There's no trailer. Uh, there's no rating yeah. for this movie. But when I read the synopsis, I was like, this is my life. 100%. Yeah. So that's amazing. Um, what, what's the book called? It's it's the same thing. It's the same. It's, based off, it's the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, it's a pretty short book. I actually just ordered it today. Uh, oh, you did. About oh, you did. Good. You know, I'm, I'm just going to do so, some so, so re- I read it in a book. You caught me. So, so read the book <laughs> and then tell us about it. Won't you? Why? Uh, maybe I will. Yeah. But anyways, that's my number four. I mean, I think it, it sounds amazing because all I can picture when I was reading about this was Sam from trick or treat. Right, this little pumpkin guy running around killing people, but it's gonna be this midwestern town. Oh my god! Did we get the oh was that the first time ever? Ladies and gentlemen, cherish this moment forever. This is the first time we captured a fart from Jeremy on the air 
on an episode of Brain Stew. That shit was so fucking that loud. That sounded like you just ripped a washcloth in half. And if it, if it doesn't come through on the episode, I'm going to make sure that oh. I pull up the volume so you can hear it. Oh my God. What the <laughs> fuck did you eat tonight? You don't drink anything, Jesus so what did you Christ. eat? What did you oh. eat before recording this I had I had some spaghetti. <laughs> did you eat spaghettios? I had some spaghetti. He probably ate like two canes of fucking spaghettios and teenage dude. Mid- that sh- that <laughs> shit sounded like an atomic bomb when it went off. I was like, yeah, it'll be a quiet one. No, <laughs> this was not a quiet I'm place. Eating, if you get what I'm, I'm saying. Vintage teenage mutant ninja turtle spaghettios from 1988. So, am I literally the first person to ever fart on on the air on the show? Like, ever? I mean, a brain stew. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty. Yeah, sure. No, what about a fart? I, yeah. What about yeah. epic film guys? guys? Um, I, I mean, I've farted a million times, but never, ever, ever <laughs> do I recall ever glorifying it in this sense. But yeah, so <laughs> you're the first. The trophy will go on the wall. You'll be number Bing one. Bing bong. Forever. Fuck your life. Fuck your life. That's there it is. But all right, so. While you're in the middle of farting, Jeremy, please, <laughs> please, seriously, just tell us what's your what's your number four. My number four apparently is not going to be a very good movie due to the test screenings they've had for it. However, Ew. does not negate Ew. my excitement for Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming to Netflix. Oh, get uh, out of this, here. This has had a troubled production through and through. So uh, the original directors, Ryan and Andy Tohill, filmed one week worth of work on this movie, and they left the project. I don't know if they if they quit or if they were fired, what the situation was, but they, they left, and uh, that's where David Blue Garcia came in, and he completely scrapped that entire week's worth of filming and started over from the beginning, so... Right, right there. That's not a good sign when shit like that happens. However, however, Fetty Alvarez that blessed us with 2013's Evil Dead uh, is, I believe he's a co-writer on this, but he's he's a producer on it as well. I fucking love Evil Dead 2013. It's a masterpiece. I want to see... It literally is. 100%. It's fucking brilliant. I want to see what what his his thumbprint on a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film would be. The trailer looks fucking awesome. I loved the trailer. Um, I gotta disagree with you. However, the the test screenings apparently were nightmarish. Uh, People didn't like it, and that's why the studio decided to sell it to a streaming service rather than put it theatrical, which was the original hey, intention. Hey, that movie. Hey, that, I, I paid for that movie. Take that movie and throw <laughs> it in the fucking gutter. And today, that gutter is Netflix, and they're like, hey, this gutter pays $5.5 5 for your piece of shit movie. <laughs> we'll a, take it and we'll nice stream it, and people will watch it. Okay, yep. go ahead. Take the fucking movie. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I I don't care. Man, I've, I've endured... A really, really bad Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which was uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. You mean most of them, Jeremy? Alexandria no, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw 3D is the only film in the franchise that I do not like. I openly admit that I love all of the Texas Chainsaw films, except for that one. I even loved the the uh, prequel one, Leatherface, uh, no. that had Steven God. Dorf in it. I loved it. No, that, that one is actually solid. I thought it was fresh. It wasn't terrible. I thought it was this fresh. Is, it wasn't terrible. Oh, this is where we... Say it, Brady. Speak with your heart, motherfucker. I'm going to say that when you think of horror franchises that have been dealt shitty hands. Hellraiser. Sure. 
You get Hellraiser. <laughs> yes, definitely. You think maybe a couple of Friday the 13th. Maybe the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. I cannot suffer through most of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Original's great. I love the second one. I didn't mind 3D for what it was when I saw it because I didn't really know what movie Do your thing, cuz. But I just, I can't watch these fucking movies, man. They're so bad. Uh, Next Generation with Matthew McConaughey with his fucking robot leg smashing his, uh, smashing a Renee Renee Zellweger in that movie. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) that movie was batshit fucking crazy and all of a sudden like a dude shows up with all this like body modification craziness at the end and a limo and shit like dude that movie is so batshit crazy Their desperation I'm, I'm here for leads to our I keep enjoyment. waiting every time they have a new movie come out or I go back and watch a movie that was supposed to be like the next revival of Texas Chainsaw it's just it's like you're hoping against hope man like it's 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 not a good franchise you had a great movie with the first one you had a pretty decent sequel even though it was so far removed from the first one. Canon films, Canon films, baby. It's all shit, man. Well, there we go. Moving along, my number four is exactly what we heard from my boy Brady, Dark Harvest, which is released on September 9th. No rating, by the way, strangely enough. I hope that this movie goes for the deep end. Dark, deep and bloody but we'll see when we get there um the fact that it takes place in the 60s and it takes place on halloween if it has a good enough budget yeah we'll get a small historic town we'll get those corn stalks in the sunset we'll get those old jack-o'-lanterns we'll get that vibe from the halloween that i remember so much from my childhood that i just want to live in and go deep into every single day of the week um that yeah, whatever i mean i love the concept so much so that's a movie that had to be on my list so we will move along now again once again to our this young motherfucker our young disciple uh, brady is me for his number three number three from brady is don't worry darling We've already heard before. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Mad Men. I know Justin is too. My number Jeremy, two I don't know favorite show of all time. How you time. feel about that show? Boring as fuck. Uh, but I love no that ready. era. No good and I. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. I love. Insert I love it, man. insert clip of somebody smoking a cigar and drinking a scotch. Just get some ice in an office. Blinking. It'll be alright. I just want to live. But. There. Uh, I love Florence Pugh. I think Harry Styles is great. I mean, he was great in One Direction, his own solo stuff. Wait, did you just say he was Nolan's great in One Direction? Seriously, do I need to pull your pants down and slap he you? He was great belt? in One Direction, man. What do you think? That's how he got to fame. He was good in Dunkirk. Like, you can't just... Say, you, say, what do you, say, what, what, what do you have against disco? Good tunes is good tunes. Hey, I like... Uh... I was made for loving you, baby. You was made for loving me. That was beautiful. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm really excited for it. It's got a great cast. Olivia Wilde's going to be in it too. Chris Pine is in it. We've already mentioned Florence Pugh and, and Harry Styles. Florence but Pugh just, is literally like a, a gift from the movie Gods to us. Her birthday oh, oh, picture sure. on Twitter yesterday, I was like, oh my 
God. Yeah, she's amazing. Like, she's just great in anything she does. And Zach Braff is lucky to have her. But He won't for long, I'm sure. He, he won't for long. <laughs> no, no. His, no. his track record proves that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, it just looks fucking intense, man. It's It kind of reminds me of um, The Firm, John Grisham's novel that got made into the movie with Tom Cruise. I, I question where... this choice, honestly, boys, because it seems like it may ride that fine line between very hardcore thriller and straight horror, but the trailer leaves so much the imagination. There's so much mystery to it. I, I was like, I'll go either way with this shit. You know someone's going to probably get brutally murdered in this shit, and it's going to be amazing, so... Well, there's probably a lot of people to get murdered. Oh, yeah. Shit. It gave me, like, f- just from the trailer alone, or the teaser, because it's not even really a trailer, it was uh, Last Night in Soho. That's all I could think of. Yeah, it's the same thing I told to Danielle when she was doing the dishes earlier. Sorry, honey, you're going to edit this shit and hear that, and you won't like hearing me say that, but no. Hi, it's Danielle. It's the identical thing, the exact same thing. Yeah. It looks good. Great time frame, great era, great cast. I'm I'm excited for it. Jeremy, your next pick, my friend. So, my next pick is another storied franchise film. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a glutton. See, the things that I grew up loving, I still love to this well, day. We, and I'm we, we always, can't let go of them, right? I'm, I'm always rooting for them. Anytime there's a new installment in these things, I I, I hope this is going to be the one. And sometimes we're, we're pleasantly surprised because, dude... When we heard that Evil Dead 2013, I, and I, I, I'll keep bringing that up, we heard this movie was coming out, everybody was kind of like, I don't know, is this a remake? Because you can't remake perfection, and Evil Dead right. was perfection. However, Hellraiser has had like way more awful movies than good movies in that franchise. Um, I'll Agreed. go as far as to say that I only truly love the first and the second film. I actually prefer part two over part one. I think it's a landmark achievement for horror cinema what they were able to accomplish with the budget that they had for hellraiser 2 um it's just they took it to the next level it was so huge it was everything you know was just amazing with that film so part three was the mtv hellraiser um where they really really tried to to, they were like all right well freddy krueger is like box office bucks let's bring pinhead to that level so then part four was the last film in the franchise that I I I enjoy. Um, I don't love Part Four, but I I enjoy it. Kevin Yeager directed it, but the studio got so involved that they took it away from him, and he took his name off of it, and he put the Alan Smitty, um, whatever the fuck it is, uh, directing name on it because he didn't want his name on it. Um, look that shit up. So every film we've gotten after that has gone straight to DVD, and the reason that these things have been made. All of the sequels after 4 was because Miramax wanted to keep the rights to Hellraiser, so they had to make a Hellraiser movie once every several years in order to retain the rights. So we got so many things where they were like, okay, we don't really want it. We're not ready for a big budget follow-up yet, so we'll just make this really shitty low-budget movie. And, like, dude, I think that the budgets for these things are, like, $600,000 or some shit like that. They're really bad. Um, Some of some of the direct-to-sequel Hellraiser sequels uh aren't the worst things ever but god most of them are fucking terrible which brings me to hellraiser 2022 which is being directed by david bruckner it is my number three pick so david bruckner who did the ritual 
It was on Netflix, and uh, he did last year's The Night House. Masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Masterpiece. Fucking so piece. This this film was this film was going to to Hulu, but this film getting a proper remake reboot, uh disguised sequel as we're getting these days with like, you know how the new screams coming out and it's called scream, but it's a fucking sequel. So we don't exactly know what this is going to be yet. Um, because they've been kind of mum on. And it's funny hearing things. you say this when I'm looking behind your head and I see a full life. I was just going to say it. Like yeah. Staring yeah. at me. The yeah, hellbound. Very, yeah. Very scary. This. So Hellraiser, there's been so many false starts on this, right? There was one point where uh, Pascal Laguerre, or however the fuck you say his name, was going to do it, and uh, Development Hell equaled that film not happening. Todd Todd Farmer and Patrick Lussier were going to do a, a Hellraiser movie. Pre-production, you know, going into production, the movie got fucking shut down, didn't happen. The, uh, the creative team behind the Feast movies, they also were going to do their version of Hellraiser. Thank God they didn't. <laughs> Yeah, no shit, no shit. Um, but it once again it got shut down. Um, you know, no disrespect to those guys, but like when I when I hear that, like their name, I I will say I do like the collector movies. Those no, movies that, are no, fucking cool. awesome. I think I think honestly, what Hellraiser really needs is a very solid reboot with the concept in mind, the concept in yeah. mind only, but like someone that has an imaginative mind as a I'm, filmmaker and. They cast a female pinhead in this, uh, the Hell Priest. Yeah, I'm okay with that because, like, if you're gonna do this, give me something I've never seen before. Don't give me a shitty, you know, play, you know, paint by numbers remake. I'm really hoping this isn't a fucking remake where we have Kirstie and we've got Uncle Frank and we've got Julia. I really hope that this is like the Scream scenario where it's the title is Hellraiser, but it's actually, you know somehow connected to the original film. I guess we're going to find out on that, but that is my number three. I'm really excited about it. Anytime we can get one of the uh, 80s icons back for a new film, I'm instantly there. And, dude, I've suffered through all of the sequels. I've seen every single one, so why wouldn't I go into this one? Exactly. No, 100%. And this is going to be the last movie we talk about until we take a break, and then we'll come back for our top two right now. My number... Three. Evil Dead Rise, motherfucker. I mean, seriously. Uh, I, I have no real deep anticipation other than the fact that it has the name on it and that Bruce Campbell is producing it. I mean, apparently what we've been told is a tale of two estranged sisters who they have a reunion and it's cut short by a rise of flesh-possessing demons. Necronomicon. And throwing them into a primal battle. Uh, as they survive to face the most nightmarish version of their family ever imaginable. And, I mean, anything that's Evil Dead related will always be up there because it'll always be over-the-top crazy. And when you know that Bruce Campbell's going to be involved, obviously he knows the franchise. He cares so much about it. Like, that's deep inside what he... It's it's his passion project. Like, he's not going to give us something that sucks. Ash vs. Yeah. Evil Dead was a love letter to the fans. He already came out and said that he's not ever going to play Ash ever again. We'll see if that... I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with that, man. I, I feel I'm, like I'm Ash cool vs. Evil Dead, it was perfect. I'm cool with it, too. Send-off. Honestly, like, he did a show, a, a, a series that could have lasted forever if they would have let it, but it, the financing and people just weren't watching enough. 
Um, that yep. wasn't The Walking Dead, but he's putting his heart and soul behind this thing. I'm 100% backing it. I think there's so much you can do with Evil Dead in terms of a franchise. It doesn't, we don't need Ash and everything. Listen, I literally loved the remake so, 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 so much. People need to learn to appreciate things. Look at the concept and just endure it. Put it inside you. Stick your wiener in if you're a guy and like, fuck it. Or if you're a chick, get fucked by it, you know? Like, put it inside you and just really engage with it and you'll feel it. And I think that that remake really does capture the true heart of what they were trying to do with the original Evil Dead and what they did with the the other two movies. Here, I just want to see them do the same thing. I don't want it to be two TV like the show. I'm just very high hopes. So there we are. We're going to come back in a few minutes from our promo break and we'll be counting down our top two. We'll be right back. The Brain Stew Podcast is fueled by our sponsor, Evil Tea, by the Evil Tea Company. Steeped in darkness, Evil Tea brings a sharp and spooky variety of tea flavors featuring robust and creative blends for all those tea monsters out there. Use promo code BRAINSTEW for 15% off your first order. Check out their website at evilteacompany.com to find the right blend for you. And we're back. Yeah. Down to the nitty gritty. We're going for the top two Mm. and the first prize overall. And I'm up next. So for my number two, I had to go with the black phone. Okay. I have been messaging Justin about this for months now. No, you haven't. Stop lying. Never heard of it. Scott Derrickson's directing. For those of you who don't know Scott Derrickson, he did Sinister. He's also doing the next Doctor Strange movie. He's he's pretty good. But Ethan Hawke is starring in this as the villain. And didn't hold on. Didn't Scott didn't Joe Scott Derrick didn't Scott Derrickson exit the Doctor Strange movie? He oh no, he wrote it. He, he wrote, wrote it. it. He wrote Sam it. Sam Raimi. He did write jumped it. Jumped in and is now yeah, directing yeah, yeah. the new Doctor okay, sorry. Strange. Right. Right. Sorry. Excuse me. But anyways. It's based off a Joe Hill short story, and Joe Hill is a Stephen is a son of Stephen King, uh, great fucking writer. But it was follows the, he was also the little boy kid. in Creepshow. He was uh, follows ki- a kid named Finney Shaw, who is abducted by a strange man and held in his basement. And while he's down there, he communicates with other ghosts of kids who have been abducted and killed by this guy uh looks fucking fantastic it definitely I'm does extremely excited for this it was supposed to come out in february they just pushed it back till june i believe oh, so i'm gonna have to wait a little longer gross. like a, a lot longer uh but you know what i'm okay with the wait it's gonna i'm just gonna keep getting ready for it 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 looks fantastic i love ethan hawk i think he was great and sinister um, so I'm excited for this. It's it's my number two. I, I can't stop thinking about it. 
Has has Ethan Hawke ever played has Ethan Hawke ever played a villain in a film before? Because I I can't think of of any films where he's played the bad guy. So I'm I'm looking forward to this film where he he's a villain. Of, yeah, I think that's going to be super interesting. Yeah, the trailer, man, the trailer looks really cool. Um, it's not one that that you know I saw the trailer and was like, oh fuck, I need to see this movie right now. But it's definitely a film that I'm going to check out for sure. It's on my radar. Yeah. I'm sure it will be because we'll be reviewing it on this show, so you'll be immediately, oh, yeah. immediately forced to watch it at some point. Oh, yeah. But, dude, I, I'm I'm so excited to see what your number two is. So, my number two, <sighs> Justin and Braddy, yes. is uh, I'm going to... The title of the movie is actually what Sylvester Stallone said to me when I asked for an autograph the first time oh, that I met so him. So, we have the same number two, I think. <laughs> Nope. 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 Yeah. Mr. Stallone, I'm such a huge fan. Could you sign my poster? Nope. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Jordan Peele's nope. Jordan Peele's nope is my... Hey, no. Just the way he did it. Nope. Please, Mr. Stallone, not right now. Hashtag nope. 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 So, yeah, Jordan Peele's follow-up to get out and us is a film with a really strange title in nope so all we know about this film because it's been shrouded in secrecy is that a little bit of production art a little little mock poster where it looks like a cloud but the cloud could be hiding something in it and there's like a kite string coming out of it and it's it's hovering above like a little town that's kind of yeah yeah, a very small town that's kind of like shrouded at the I keep saying shrouded. It's it's hidden kind of like in a valley, like in between mountains it looks like. So people have theorized that it's it's potentially an alien film. Um other people have said that they believe it has something to do with electricity. You know, I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like that's that is what's intriguing, you know. Well, that's always what's I, exciting when it comes to Jordan Peele's. You never know what he's going to come up with. Yeah, and, you know, I had a full conversation with my wife recently about, um, you know, I, I had showed her the uh, Don't Worry Darling trailer, and, you know, she had mentioned, she was like, you know, I love when when actors or, you know, writers, like, all of a sudden they start writing and directing projects, because uh, it's really interesting that they can come from, you know, a different aspect of, of movie making and filmmaking and, and come out with their visions and not have to wait for the studios to bring it to them, and and I mentioned, I said, you know, it's kind of like Jordan Jordan Peele or, you know, I'll even say David Gordon Green. I, th- I feel like that's that's interesting to me because comedy and horror are, are very parallel. It's all about timing, right? If you get the timing wrong, something is not funny. If you get the timing wrong, something is not scary. Those two genres, like, you have to be so precise. And I feel like Jordan Peele... The reason he's so he's so brilliant is because he understands pacing, he understands timing and he understands characters. So I'm so excited for this movie. I know literally just like everybody, I know nothing about you know it other nothing. than there's there's nothing that's been other than the poster. Yeah, yeah Stephen Yun uh Glenn from The Walking Dead is in it and um the star of uh of Get Out. Yeah, uh, he's in it as well. It, yeah. Yep, he's in it as well. So I don't know what it's about, but I I know that I I love the fact that you know, he doesn't come from that horror background, but now he is literally considered a master of horror with his first two films, and I'm excited to see where 
this next chapter in a terrifying tale from Jordan Peele, how, you know, how that all plays out. So number two is nope. Yeah. And I mean, we've been following each other so well on these lists. My number two is also nope. Uh, a movie shrouded in mystery. Uh, and rightly so. I mean, he did have a sophomore slump with us. There were so many great, brilliant, fantastic ideas in that movie and so many amazing scenes that played out so well, but a movie that was very jumbled in the end. And, you know, following Get Out, which whether you want to consider it one way or the other, I thought was a horror masterpiece for modern day. I mean, it, it took modern 100%. themes, oh, modern yeah. characters, so well written, so rich and so pure and, and added very simple themes on top of them, but added tension and suspense and these terrifying things that would happen to somebody and us well i mean it was very overhyped and rightly so um this is what we deal with in hollywood we've always dealt with it but nope we're gonna get a movie where i think he's gonna be a little more mature i mean he's had quite a few years to flesh this out to come up with this new idea and i love that we're still getting movies with this amount of mystery surrounding them it's a very big deal when this happens because we're not in the 1970s anymore we're not in the 80s anymore we're a, a, a brief teaser would just tell you a few things you'd get some music you'd get some images and you'd get a title now everything is spoon-fed to the audience because i love you millennials if you're listening i love you gen x i love you gen z whatever the fuck you are whoever whoever's listening seriously look at brady's face he's like don't talk that way to me he said, I'm offended. Seriously, though, like I miss the days where you'd get a very brief teaser and that's all you'd get for a movie and you'd be in the theater and that's the only time you'd get a glance at it and you'd go, holy shit, I need to see that. There weren't TV spots. There weren't posters all over the place. It was a very small amount of marketing and boom, you watch this movie and it was exciting and I miss that so much. And Jordan Peele brings that. Whether his movies always deliver or not, that's another story. But here, there's so much surrounding this movie in terms of what what is he trying to do here? I don't care if it's alien or ghost or slasher or whatever it may be. Hey, it may be a family drama. We don't even know it yet. But the point being is that I miss the days when cinema, that word cinema, so special, so near and dear to our hearts, was special and it meant something and it was a lot more than just social media and trailers and YouTube. I can't wait for this fucking movie and I'm hoping he shocks surprises and rises above his last week ever. But we are down ladies and gentlemen to our number one most anticipated horror movie of 2022. We are here with our boy Brady, the youngest of the group. I know you won't disappoint, so let us have it, baby. I'd like to say this this one is going to come as a surprise, but I don't think it is. My number one anticipated film of 2022 is Scream. Oh. 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 Let's get the fanfare. We missed oh. the drum roll. Going back to when I came on and we talked about the Scream trailer, like this is what got me into horror. This, for my generation and 
I, I mean, I even think for people who are around my age and just didn't get into horror until later in life, like, it's just, it's a fucking great franchise. And I would argue that Sydney Prescott is probably the best final girl there is. I mean, don't, and, don't even mention the word Nancy or you may be lynched, burned, and pillaged, and thrown into a, <laughs> a, a gutter somewhere. But no, I, I don't want to get into all that, but, like, I mean, this is just a great series man a great franchise and i i mean even considering scream 3 which is just a horrible movie like i can just go back and watch that and it's still better than you know any of the worst friday the 13th movies or nightmare on elm street movies like it's just it's a good or better than halloween 5 yeah exactly (laughs) uh but i have been waiting for this movie i'm so ready for it i really don't want them to postpone it because i have my tickets for next thursday night it's not gonna be I'm postponed so ready i'm, I'm calling I'm, I'm loving i'm, lo- I'm loving jeremy's confidence here i i, I want to have the same confidence seriously because looking in his eyes he's so dead serious like i can see it right now and i want to have Too close man i want to have that enthusiasm i'm so worried about it but i think we all are you know like Imagine this, like I said earlier on in the episode, guys, this is for us horror fans. This is it. Like this is the yeah. renaissance. We've had the Halloween movies, whether we liked Halloween kills or not, it, it you know, that Halloween 2018 and the it movies brought back the horror into a, a, a gigantic gargantuan box office insanity mm-hmm. it, it's so huge now and all these movies are doing so well and we don't want to see one of our favorite franchises fail you know it's like we're there now this is where we always wanted to be where we're appreciated we're understood and people yeah. look at us as a valid form of cinema you guys know what i'm saying it's like we should be more appreciated than what we have been these movies should be nominated for academy awards these movies should be nominated for golden globes these movies feature performances by actors that are so amazing Dude, J- jamie lee curtis's performance in halloween 2018 was fucking amazing I'm, whether you think the movie is amazing or not is to, is is to be seen but her performance as a broken laurie strode Fucking hit me I, I, in the gut. I mean, gut, Jeremy, dude. Rebecca Hall yeah. in the Nighthouse. We talked about yep. it. Oscar worthy performance. I mean, absolutely. Emily Blunt in both the A Quiet Place movies. Brilliant performance. I mean, we keep getting more and more performances that are top par. And I think this is our opportunity to really strive and push forward and say, listen, this is where we're at. Like, what if Nev Campbell? as Sidney Prescott gives like a career worthy performance in this movie, it needs to be seen. It needs to be appreciated. I think everyone. What if? What if? What if? Dude, you said what if while talking about a screen movie. I fucking had to do it. <laughs> I love how I point you. I'm, I'm, you're so on point. You guys are, you're there, but this is my number one. So I won't even say anything beyond this. I'll let Jeremy speak with his number one. My number one is Evil Dead Rise. Because you're giving me Evil Dead set in a fucking condominium high rise, (laughs) right? 
right? Poltergeist 3, anyone? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you're giving me deadites out of the woods in an apartment complex. I fucking want that in my life right now. So badly. I'm I'm so excited about it. I love that, that there's been, like, very little pictures or anything that's come out about it. Um, of course, you know, as it's been mentioned, Sam Raimi is producing. Uh, Bruce Campbell is producing Evil Dead in an apartment complex. It, it, it You know, that alone gives me the Demons 2 vibe, and I'm yep. fucking oh, yeah. I hope there's a all sick about party, it. though. There needs to be a sick party Dude, that I'm not invited I, to. <laughs> I cannot wait for this movie. Anytime an Evil Dead movie is coming out, I'm or Evil Dead anything is coming out. I'm I'm overly ecstatic. Uh, I love this franchise so so much, and I have very very high hopes for this one. And I think it's going to be fantastic. I've just got that feeling in my gut, so that is my number one. There we are. I mean, I can't be mad about it, man. Like that's I'm excited for that too. I I just it's a franchise I came to very very late, and when I looked at the movies that were going to be laid out in front of me for this year, I was like, I, I just, that one's got to take a back seat to some of these other ones, man. But I mean, I agree with you. Like what's better than deadites in a condominium <laughs> for real. And I mean, like, I mean, dude, Brady, didn't you have a deadite that was right across the hall from you in your condominium? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't come back and haunt us, but you know, yet, yet, yet. He just disintegrated into the floor below them. But. Oh my god! So, uh, just just a little bit of insight for the uh, the listeners is Brady literally uh, had somebody across the hall that that passed away, which is really sad. Don't get me wrong, uh, but like they didn't get discovered for a little while. So Brady was like, "Man, starting to smell a little, <laughs> starting to smell a little funky out here. What the fuck is that?" And then Brady called me and was like, "Dude." <laughs> There's a guy that fucking died across the hall from me, and, like, he had been there for, like, weeks, and nobody Dude, fucking I've knew, which is there. sad. Don't there. get me wrong. I've been there. But, like, Dude. yeah, Brady's like, I was like, yeah, of course you'd move into a new apartment, and immediately, like, somebody fucking dies across the hall from you. Yeah, my wife and I moved up here to Boston, and we're like, all right, it's going to be a fresh start. It's going to be great. It was not so fresh. We got here. <laughs> I mean, you know, dead. you guys know how it is. You live in an apartment. You smell what people are cooking. If they open their doors, you get a, a whiff of their apartment. It's whatever. In our apartment, it was fine. But when you walk in the hallway, there was always a weird smell. So for the first week, it was like nail polish remover. It was a strong-ass smell. And we were like, oh, I guess somebody spilled something. Like, didn't think anything of it. Nobody else was saying anything. I can't believe you're saying that after how many goddamn true crime documentaries you watch on a weekly basis. I really? can't tell you the last true really? crime documentary I watched, and they were like, oh, it was nail polish remover. But <laughs> Do we, you pay attention? Then the next week, it turned to straight shit. It smelled like diarrhea in the hallway. Diarrhea. I was like, man, somebody. There's these kids that cry all fucking night above us. So I was like, it's probably them. And then one day I got home from work and there were maintenance people outside my apartment. And I was like, oh, you guys got to get in? And they were like, oh, no, we're trying to get the one across from you. Have you seen him? And I was like, nope, haven't seen him. It's been like three weeks since I've been here. Go in my apartment, start drinking some beer. Paige was in Virginia for a baby shower. I had the apartment to myself. About two hours later, I get a knock on the door. It's a state police officer. I was like, oh, hey, how are you? He's like, can we talk for a second? I said, sure. I didn't kill him. Comes I in. promise I didn't kill him. Right. I, I got a beer in my hand. I'm like, what do you want to talk about? I didn't touch him. He's like, uh, you ever seen your neighbor across the hall? I said, no, not really. Like, ever no, sucked his never. dick? 
<laughs> I was like, no, nah, not that I can recall. Excuse me, sir. Like, you... Did you ever play with this pee-pee when he wasn't paying attention? <laughs> uh, it was like scary movie. He's like, what do you think of these photos? <laughs> and uh, I said, no, what's going on? He was like, well, uh, he's been dead for quite some time. Uh, we only know that he's he was dead because he was leaking into the apartment below him. So we're putting it at like seven to ten days that he's just been decomposing. Ugh. And I said, oh, really? I said, well, there's been a weird smell in the hallway for about two weeks now. And he was like, yeah, next time you smell that, you'll know what it is, huh? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and he walked away. So, yeah, there was a dead body across from us. Ugh. And uh, about a week before we moved here, somebody got stabbed and, and died, too. So, you know. Bing bong! Bing bong! Fuck your life! Oh, there it is, ladies and What's your number one? Pig. What is your number one, Justin? Scream. Oh, we know what his number scream, one is. Scream, scream, It's going to be a scream, baby. Scream. Good for you guys. I mean, Good for you. One of the I best franchises ever of all mentions, time. If we're going to go we through We are going to do that right now. I just want to make sure I mention this in front of Jeremy to see his face. One of the best franchises of all time, not just horror franchises. And next week, if you guys want it, we will most definitely do a Scream-centric episode before the new Scream. It's still, you know, getting released or whatever. But we will go around the room here with youngest to oldest on our honorable mentions, which would be our 6 to 10 if it was a top 10. So, Brady, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and make it quick, damn have, it. Definitely have Evil Dead Rise on there. Um, that made the honorable mentions list. Uh, sorry, Jeremy. Texas Chainsaw did not. Um, I was also looking forward to You Won't Be Alone. You guys have seen that too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The trailer with, um, yeah. what's her name? Numi, is it Rapace? Rapace? From Numi Prometheus. Um, that looks fantastic. I I am ready for that one. Um, there's a couple that I haven't seen trailers for, so Salem's Lot is getting a remake. That's coming out. Next I thought year, that'd be in your uh, top five. I'm actually year. shocked that it's not. It almost was, but like I just had that coming seen... out this year. Yeah, it's coming out this year. You haven't seen Weird. anything from it yet, though. So did they haven't film? seen anything? Did they so film I don't it? Know what to expect? They're filming right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, super excited for that. And then Firestarter, they're also remaking that. Uh, Zac Efron is playing. Uh, what's his face? The dad. Weird. Um, I'm uh... excited. I liked him in the the Ted Bundy movie, so. I think he'll be good. But fun, fun fact for you: after uh, the thing flopped in 1982, John Carpenter was set to direct Firestarter. He was, and then he got be- booted. Be- he got booted, yep, right? Because the thing flopped, they're like, "You're fired." That's probably a good <laughs> That's thing. That's all fucked up. Firestarter is a movie. As much as Drew Barrymore is good in that version, it's not a very good movie. It's okay. It's not a great movie. It's okay. It's yeah. I bet you, if Carpenter had directed it, it would have been it would have been a lot more beloved. Well, I think that Maybe. that's why I'm so excited for this one because I, I really want this one to get the book right and really get Charlie down and get her parents down. I, I don't know. I mean, I was telling Justin the other day, like, I hated the Dead Zone for such a long time. And then going back to it just this past year, it hey. was a great movie. I like so, that movie. Don't talk shit um, about Christopher Walken. That's not allowed. That's, that's what I'm excited for next year. Yeah, Nope is definitely on there too, but I haven't seen enough for it to really be excited. I was very let down by us, so yeah. I, I don't want to get my hopes up for Nope and then 
be disappointed again. So yeah, that, that's me. What about you, Jeremy? So I'm excited for Terrifier 2. Scream. Uh, I'm excited for uh, Prey, which is mm. uh, the, the next entry in the Predator franchise. At one point, it was titled Skulls, which I thought was a really fucking cool name. Uh, but obviously, they want to tie it back into the Predator name. So it's Predator and Prey. So this movie's called Prey. Um, P-R-E-Y. I'm excited for You Won't Be Alone, which is about an isolated mountain village in the 19th century Macedonia. A young girl is kidnapped and then transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. Bro, anything with a witch in it, I'm fucking, I'm there for it, man. There was a movie that came out, I think, year before last called The Reckoning that had to deal with, uh, with a witch. The way, yeah. the way that uh, that I describe that movie is it's like Fright Night, but instead of a vampire being next door, it's a fucked up witch. I really dug that, so I'm looking forward to You Won't Be Alone. And uh, out of my honorable mentions, uh, the top one that I'm probably looking forward to, because uh, I'm a glutton for punishment, is Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Oh, um, God. Dude, oh, I'm, God. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking here for it. I... I, I, I You are love... the only one, Jeremy, though. But you know what? I'm, I'm okay what, with that's that. That's what makes you special. I will, that's what makes you so special. I will special. stand on this hill alone. I fucking, I love Jeepers Creepers. Uh, I didn't particularly care for part two. Part three was actually kind of a return to form a little bit for me. I know most people shit on it. I really enjoyed it. This one has completely removed Victor Salva from everything. He has nothing to do with it. He's not attached to the project. And what's really fucking cool is that the plot of this film takes place at a horror convention. It takes place at Horror Hound Weekend, which I can give our listeners a little bit of a backstory on. So I'm good buddies with Nathan that runs Horror Hound. And so pre-pandemic, the production reached out to Horror Hound and said, hey, we want to do a uh, Jeepers Creepers film that takes place at a horror convention. We want it to take place at a Horror Hound. What do you think to where... Uh, they were immediately on board. Um, I, I won't spoil too many of the things because I don't know if I'm supposed to give away a lot of these details. No, you shouldn't uh, be giving away pro- any. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, th- no I'm, not, I'm not talking about the film details, but like behind the scenes details. Um, however, because the pandemic, things got shuffled around. They filmed this in the UK. Uh, was one of the first things to to go into production, like during the the COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, so they filmed this in the UK, but it still takes place at a horror hound weekend, even though it wasn't like the official horror hound, horror hound. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what the, uh, the creeper has been up to. And, uh, I would love to see the creeper terrorizing a horror convention. Cause that sounds rad as fuck. So that's, those are my picks guys. Well then, not bad. so not bad. my listen to Brady's like not bad with the most, not bad. with the most, God damn it. Look at you. You're already so pretentious. Like, no, he's like, not bad. His eyes like, I just drank six course banquets, boy. <laughs> I just your picks are shit. All of them shits, but um, come on, man. My, what would be a number six spot? Don't worry, darling. We already talked about that with the Florence Pugh film. Uh, number seven, The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. Number eight, Jeremy told me it was coming out this year. The Barn Part Two, which he is in. Mm, um, I am the amazing throwback to the eighties chunky cheesy slashers that we all love so much love it uh number nine would have been salem's lot the new interpretation new version um only because i know that the original version by toby hooper 
Um, Toby was on a lot of drugs, a lot of cocaine, and it's fine for what it is. But people overhype it like it's the best thing ever, and it's really not. It's very clunky. I love and, it. I love it. Um, it's great. It, it's very cocaine and Dr Pepper. It, let's go. It's very poor storytelling, <laughs> actually. Um, that's what coke oh. does to you. Um, Mal, I'm out. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I, I, I love done. Toby too, but you, you can't. Hey, listen, if I made a movie right now, you'd be like, yeah, it's it's not that good. Number ten would be. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is hitting on February 18th on Netflix. Let's go. But I got to say this much right now. If I knew the actual release date, my number one would be the WNUF Halloween Special Part 2. However, there has not been an official release date, much like The Barn Part 2. Jeremy, you were in that. I was in this. And I can't wait to see this movie. So that would be my number one if I knew the actual release date. But I don't, so... I can't say in a valid fashion, but great lists all around, guys. I think we really came to a fantastic conclusion of most of the best mentioned horror movies. There's always those movies that pop up that are indie movies like two to three weeks or a month before they come out. And we're like, holy fuck, what is this movie? We never heard of this movie. Or Jeremy will tell me or whatever. I'll tell him or Brady will be like, what the fuck is this? That's the exciting thing about the horror genre. It's not like the action genre or any other genre in the world is that it's a surprising way of movies getting released. It's random. It's crazy. And half the time, these movies that come out are actually fantastic. And horror fans enjoy them and appreciate them. We can't wait to hear your top five horror movies that you're anticipating for 2022 as you noticed halloween ends wasn't on any of our fucking lists on this goddamn nope. episode and nope, not i wasn't gonna nope. i wasn't gonna mention it but we did all those halloween episodes jeremy in october so i feel like we kind of owe our listeners something like tell them tell them with that fucking beard and that new head of hair tell them why wasn't what a- why what? Why 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 wasn't I on any of our lists? Halloween. Ends? Oh, dude. I mean, dude. Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm uh, actually shocked that it didn't even. It's not even a. Brief listen, mention, man. You know, it, it. The best way that I can describe it is the most recent, and I've used this analogy before. The most recent Star Wars trilogy. It had a really strong start. They fumbled the second story so much that the third story was essentially trying to fix all the things that they fucked up in the second story. And I feel like that's exactly what's happening with this is they David Gordon Green should have been given at most two films, a two film story arc, because his second installment Halloween Kills was nothing but a filler was like. Okay, we're going to make Michael brutal as fuck and we're going to have the most over the top kills and the audiences are going to have such a great time. But when you base that off of the film that came before it in Halloween 2018, it was a performance based slower burn slasher film. And then all of a sudden the, the next chapter of that is just him going around killing people in wonky fucked up ways with the most horrendous dialogue I've heard in in horror films in quite some time. How am I supposed to be invested in Halloween ends? I can't be because at this point I don't care. You, you Halloween kills is, is aptly named because it killed Jeremy. Yeah. Like thinking that we're we're, we're both huge. I mean, huge. Halloween is my favorite film of all time. My favorite horror movie of all time. Michael Myers is my favorite, like 
Same. horror character of all time. Same. It's crazy that we're sitting down and not mentioning this movie, but let's say, and let's just put it out on paper here, or in audio, if you will, to our listeners, we're not against the movie being good. We actually hope no, that it's good. I hope so. But after Kills, we're kind of like really, I mean, I don't even want to think about it. But it's possible no. they could come back, right, Jeremy? You as a filmmaker, you know they could come back and make a good, or at least a semi-solid movie. I don't, I, I, don't... I, th- I think that what they're going to try to do is bring some of the real world, world aspects back into it, and they're going to try to put some emotional attachment from characters that were killed off in the previous entry, and they're going to try to make this heavy and you know, pull on your heartstrings film and, and they, they're going to want us to really care about these characters. But I feel like they squandered any chances of that happening with Halloween kills. Halloween kills killed my fucking excitement <laughs> for this trilogy. Like <laughs> that I just should have been the hashtag. I swear to fucking yeah. God, I never saw that. I'm, I'm going to save it and pretend like no one ever said it, dude. And I'll, it's, I'll tweet I, it. It, it makes me very sad. It makes me very sad because I love Halloween so much, but I don't fucking care. Will I watch it? Michael Myers, baby. Hell yeah. We'll, we'll, Every we'll single time there. I'll be we'll there. We'll be there. We'll all be there for that opening night. But I just, I wanted to make it clear because a lot of people were really excited about our Halloween series and our countdown to Halloween kills. And obviously you all that listened know how that ended up. Brady, before we end the show, any thoughts on that subject before we kill this shit off? Just fuck that movie. Oh, <laughs> oh. I I mean, like you said, man, I think we're all hoping that Halloween Ends really does a good job and is a good movie, but based on what we got with Halloween Kills, I, I just, I don't see a world where it is a good movie, and I don't How? see where they cleanly tie everything off and make you really satisfied with the ending. I I just think it's going to be a a clusterfuck, man. You're the one walking around with a Sartain shirt, like a Dr. Sartain. (laughs) Yeah, I fucking love Dr. Sartain. I loved, I also love Dr. Sartain. Fuck out of here, both of y'all. Hop off my dick, man. Hop off it. You you ain't even, you ain't even penetrated (laughs) yet. What you talking about, bro? Oh my God. Well, that's all of it. (laughs) I ain't feeling it. It must be. Well, well. <laughs> but yeah, I hope it's good. I don't think it will be. But Same. there we are. Our top five most anticipated horror movies of 2022. Jeremy, as we talked about earlier in the episode, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of movies that pop up that we obviously did not mention in this discussion in which we apologize for. But we'll be talking about later on in the year. We're so excited for this year of horror. I think it's going to be another great year of horror. Horror completely destroyed the box office last year. COVID or no COVID, it showed that horror fans are ready and prepared to go out and endure the crazy shit that we're dealing with right now to watch their sequels, their new original movies, and whatever you may say in terms of cinema. And it's an amazing feeling to be a part of that. So... I just I just love the passion that we've been receiving from the horror community in terms of the show. So thank you so, so much. And if you have not checked us out on every single podcast platform, we have recently been added to Good Pods and thank them so, so much for their promotion in terms of showing their love for the show. But Jeremy, if they're looking to leave a review, tell them where they can find us, my friend. Please, please go to iTunes. 
leave us a review. Spotify, leave us a review. Leave those reviews, baby. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us we're amazing. Tell us we suck. Tell us what you want. We'll give it to you, baby. So, yeah, go go leave those reviews. Let's get it. Yeah, 100%. And if you haven't been a part of the Epic Film Guys podcast for a long time and you want to be a part of the Brain Stew crew, seriously, have a Patreon. Head on over to Patreon. Search Epic Film Guys. You can be a part of our show. Suggest things. Hey, listen, you can tell us to review a movie and we'll do it. So head on over to the Patreon right now. And... Yeah. I like that brain stew crew. Yeah, there it mm. is, right there. You got I like it, baby. That shit. Yeah, you got it, baby. And uh, you can tell uh, Brady to shave his balls. Yeah, he, he hasn't yet. You can. Yeah. Nope. He, can. he, he might. He he might not. But we. <laughs> nope. That's, that's a lot. That's uh. That's Why? a lot of time no, no and effort. One knows. Is anyone looking at your balls right now? I don't. I don't know if they are. I am. I'm fully nude for this episode. But seriously. <laughs> We love you guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. I'm Brady. And until next time. Keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Brains do.